When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And now, the group you've all been waiting for, the Lovers of Five. Hi, I'm David. And I'd like to tell you about my favorite number, which is the number five. And the number five is my favorite number because it has one straight line here. And then it has a round line on the bottom here. And then it has another line on the top. I love singing about the number five. Give me five. Uh, give me five. Give me five. Give me one, two, three, four. Give me five. Give me one, two, three, four, but if you love me more, give me five, yeah, 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 give me five. Oh, yeah, give me five. Hello, everyone. This is your good friend, Patrick O'Dowd, welcoming you in to a very special edition of the 5 by 5 It has been a very long time. Since I have had the opportunity to do a 5x5, five five. for those of you who don't recall this lovely little venture of mine, it is where myself and a very special guest host will take a topic and give our five best and worst of said topic. But before I introduce our guest host, it is my duty to remind you that the 5x5 five five is a part of the ChairShot Radio Network here on thechairshot.com, and we remind you to always use your head Make sure if you love the work of the ChairShot Radio Network and thechairshot.com, you have head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot and invest in one of our many delightful swag design t-shirts. We got it all relatively affordable at just 20 bucks for a beautiful, beautiful shirt. However, you spend a few dollars more and get it soft style, your giblets will thank you. All right, with all of that business out of the way, it is my pleasure my joy. I haven't talked to this guy on a podcast in quite some time. Welcome back to the 5x5, five five, one violent gentleman, Aesop Mitchell. Welcome back to the program, man. It has been a, ages. It's been ages since I've seen you. Hey, thanks for having me, Patrick. I'm happy to be back. It's, uh, like I was saying to you before we started recording, it's football season. Uh, I am constantly watching football, so that way myself and my brother Tom can do uh, Down the Wire and yep. No Cap Recap, which has been uh, a very fun venture this season especially. Like, dear Lord, um, this has been this has been a weird sports year. Let's just leave it at that. And uh, if uh, I'll already plug it once. If you want to listen to some sports stuff, listen to Down the Wire, where we talk professional sports in the most unprofessional ways. And then uh, no cap recap. Let's just get over some uh, football because, let's be honest, the world runs through the NFL. Um, it just does. So, yeah. To quote the great Homer Simpson, sports, 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 sports. That's, I, I get you. I'm right there. I, uh, 
just before we jumped onto the program, we were talking. I'm more of a college football guy myself than a, than the NFL because I'm a Bears fan, and that's just like getting your eyes scooped out with a spoon every Sunday. It is not fun. Not as good as college football. Dude, uh, don't don't hate on college football. I love college football. I love its delightful, corrupt piece of shit pageantry. It is just so fun. And as we record this in a few hours, there will be. Well, because I'm about to talk about it's for for example, it shouldn't happen this way. But as we record this, and they're revealing the college football playoff teams. There, there's a world where it just won't surprise me if both Alabama and Georgia somehow make it into the Final Four to play in the college football playoff because it's an SEC world and everybody else is just is just living in it and that's mildly insane because it would be it would be one of those scenarios where like Texas, who's the other sort of like one loss conference champion team that has an argument and is this big thing. So like Alabama beat Georgia in the SEC title game to make both of those teams a one-loss SEC teams. Texas, who won its conference championship, beat Alabama fairly convincingly earlier in the season. And everybody's like, well, it was early in the season. It's like, so week two doesn't count because week 13 is more important, which is also an NCAA tournament, basketball tournament bias that, that goes on forever and ever, too. But between them and Florida State, who is a is an undefeated Power Five conference champion, an undefeated Power Five conference champion has never been denied a spot in the college football playoff. Both of those teams are being argued as not worthy of the fi- you know the Final Four. Honestly, they're all great teams, and, and probably and all have a case to make it. But the SEC power, like the commissioner of the SEC, was sitting on ESPN yesterday talking about how. In his world, he just doesn't see it any other way. But of course, that's like his job. But anyway, it's... All that, hell's going to break loose. That's all that you need to know. Alabama beating Georgia really was a nightmare scenario for a lot of those quote-unquote fringe on the bubble, like that fourth spot team. Like They're sweating right now over in Texas. They're sweating in Tallahassee. It's and in four hours apparently because that's how long it takes to do a college football. I know that's actually yeah, not what it's going to be. An hour per team. Well, what they're going to do is they're going to they got to review the the reveal the whole top twenty five college football playoff rankings when nobody cares. We just care about the final four, and they're going to do it for the drama because there is intrigue around that four spot. So, but that's that's not why we're here. Like that's not why we're here. We're here no, we're because. Gonna, we're gonna, we're going to talk about things that we hate more. Than- well, I it's I'm actually very excited for this episode because we are we, we folks we are doing today's five by five. It's the holiday season. It, you know it's going to be December fifth when this when this podcast drops, and we are going to give our five best and five worst holiday tunes for the season, and this is a contrasting style podcast or contrasting opinion podcast because i don't think you realize this asap i fucking love the holiday season and like like i have a holiday playlist on my apple music titled christmas that is over 40 hours long my wife only allows me to buy one holiday album a year because if i was allowed to if i was allowed to my own devices because I love it, and, and this is the, and this is what's so great about this list, and it's hilarious because when when Aesop volunteered his tribute, because I was like, hey, Dave, David Ungar is hanging out with the mouse in California. He's not going to be able to record hockey talk. Who wants to do a five by five? And Aesop's like me, and I was like, great. I'm thinking something around the holidays. And Aesop, what did you tell me about your feeling around around these holidays this time of year? not a christmas fan to be honest i'm not a holiday fan i don't like celebrating holidays because i i feel that holidays are an excuse for for get-togethers when really you should just have the get-together you should have that feeling all year round uh and just you know celebrate accordingly the only one that i think i'm like truly okay with is something like um you know obviously like a birthday right like you know you celebrate sure. a birthday 
And, like, Fourth of July, I understand that, too. But for the most part, like, the rest of the holidays, I don't get. Uh, I'll get, I'll, like, have fun at Thanksgiving. I'll enjoy Halloween. But I, I don't like Christmas. Christmas is just an excuse for families to show that we're, like, to pretend that we're, like, keeping up with the Joneses. Same thing kind of with, like, what Easter has become. Uh, like, that's in the same vein. Uh, and the rest of them usually just are exploiting some type of other culture for the the things that they do. So, you know, <coughs> you know, St. Patrick's Day. You know, that, so, that's just, that's just I, outstanding. I like holidays. Also, uh, let me also preface. I was a music major, so I had to sing every fucking <laughs> holiday song ever, and they're all the same. They're all the same in some capacity, and you, you just, it, it's all about the gimmick of the song rather than the music itself. That That's fair. That's fair. I, I yeah, and I, and I'm... I am all about getting wrapped up in the quote unquote magic. Like I, so we went to, my family went to Walt Disney world for the week of Thanksgiving. I have a pretty hard and fast rule when it comes to holiday music that you don't bust it out until the day after Thanksgiving. Like I do not touch anything to do. I celebrate Christmas. I do not touch Christmas music until the day after Christmas period. End of discussion. And it ends Christmas day. There is no, no Christmas music in my life after christmas day like because i do people play mariah carey you know in in september like what the fuck like i don't i just don't get it and greg demarco my best friend completely the opposite side of the spectrum he's like embrace it all he's like thanksgiving and christmas are part of the same thing and i'm like no one respect the bird it's the only time america eats turkey as as a collective america got together and was like look we're going to eat turkey on this one day because it's there. And why not? It's, it's Because otherwise no one would eat No one's going to eat turkey. <laughs> and, and there you go. So, like, with that backdrop, I've just... It was always something that was big with my mom. It was something that, you know, like I really did with my family. And along with, along with music, I was very much like, I pull out... I have a list of everything I watch in terms of media during the holiday season too and it is an extensive list and i i just had a huge argument about this um that the best christmas movies are the ones that are christmas adjacent and then defining what's a christmas adjacent movie like the idea of like that it, it cannot be centered around christmas like like die hard home alone like home alone right. people are like oh home alone's a christmas movie it's not though because the like the kids at home, it, you can set that premise any time of year. You know right. what I mean? And they're like, well, no, the, the family's gone because of Christmas. Yeah, but what if they're just going on a family fucking vacation? Yeah, I I got into such a heated debate over this. And, uh, and to me, I still stand true to that. I think the best Christmas movies are the ones that are not primarily focused on Christmas. That's, that's fair. One of my all-time favorite holiday movies is what i would argue is actually kind of christmas adjacent uh, but it's all about holidays so you'll hate it it's uh the irving berlin 1940 something film holiday inn which is bing crosby and fred astaire but bing crosby plays a guy who opens a club slash inn that's only open on holidays like totally like cashing in uh, on holidays and he writes music centered around it it's the it's the movie that gave us white christmas uh, the song White Christmas. Like most people think it's yes. the White Christmas movie. It's not. It's it's Holiday Inn. But the movie spans an entire year. It just ends on Christmas. So anyway, all of that is to say we're going to take our first commercial break. And when we come back, Aesop is going to try to regale us with holiday music that he actually likes. So this should be interesting. <laughs> as I share my my five best holiday tunes uh, so stick around for that because this is an exciting, interesting episode of the 5x5. Five five. It's brought to you here on the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com.
This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the 5x5. Patrick O'Dowd, Aesop Mitchell here to regale you with our five best and five worst holiday tunes. Before we get into that, a couple of quick reminders of the rules that we follow when doing the 5x5. Each of us have our own list. They are our list. They are no by no means listing the pinnacle of holiday music. If you love yourself some... I don't even know. Cheech and Chong's Christmas uh, tune where they talk about Santa Claus and his old lady. If that's what you consider the number one holiday tune of all time, that's fine. It's not really a tune. It's more of a skit. But if that's your number one, that's your number one. These are our number ones. So just deal with it. Uh, When we do lists, just like we do on the other show that this spawned from Bandwagon Nerds, it will always be... um, we will, we will say something out if another person has it on their list. They're just going to indicate to the co-host that they have it. We will wait and talk about that particular item when it reaches the highest point on one of our lists before moving forward to kind of save a little bit of time. Uh, I'm really nervous about this and yet excited about this at the same time. For the best holiday tunes... Actually, you know what, Aesop, I'll leave it up to you. Which of the two lists do you want to be the first one to say your number one? Do you want it to be the best or the worst? Do you I care? Don't. You're so miserable. And it's all of them, all of them are the worst for this guy. That's what uh, I'm hearing. You know what? I'll I'll give my my number one first for the the worst songs. Fair enough. So that I'll, means I, I honestly think that my I think my best song is more controversial in a sense than uh, the like worst songs ever. And I really, really, really hope that there, like we have had this happen many times on the show where one of our lists, it overlaps to the other's opposite list. That's always a great time. But that means I will go first uh, listing off our best holiday tunes. And so I will kick us off with our number five. So I love holiday tunes in all of their iterations, whether it's a classical tune that's been around since, you know, the dawn of time, like I'm a, like I love Ave Maria, Oh Holy Night, those sorts of things, to great funny comedy holiday tunes. And my first selection is a tune presented by Eric Cartman of South Park titled Swiss Colony B-Flog. So if anybody has ever seen the Mr. Hankey's Christmas special that South Park put out a few, uh, God, like a decade plus ago now, yeah. where Mr. Hankey, the Christmas Pooh, is hosting a musical review of all these various tunes, that episode spawned an album. And there is a South Park Christmas album called Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics. And Eric Cartman sings a song about how every year, his neighbors used to bring them a Swiss colony beef log for him to eat during the holidays. And the neighbors moved away and he has no beef log. And the song starts off like this really like slow, dramatic, uh, just, I miss, I like, I miss my love at Christmas, but it's this beef log. And then the song turns into like an eighties power rock ballad. When grandma brings him a Swiss colony beef log, just for him, and he rocks out. It's the funniest thing ever. I love it. It cracks my shit up, and I listen to it on repeat. Well, I, I, you know, I didn't raise my hand, but I don't know if you noticed that I looked up instantly because my number five is Mr. Hanky the Christmas Boo. Nice, I mean, nice. And so, like, and I don't normally I don't want to like push it aside, but it, they're one and the same, right? You have to right. attach them together. And Cowboy Timmy did so much fun with his work in that and obviously it's probably one of the more recognizable christmas pieces in pop culture i would say right. you know like to an extent um and i i when you said that i was like oh my god we are about to overlap on the very first <laughs> and I was like, you know it's funny we start off about christmas adjacent we're overlapping adjacent at this point there you, know? you go and, and yeah it's it, for me mr hanky the christmas poo 
It is so good, especially right the very first lyric lyrics i should say are so apropos for myself and how i feel towards christmas right we all know of rudolph and his shining nose and we all know of frosty who's made out of snow but all those stories seem kind of gay you know like that is perfect right like, y'all know who brightens up our holiday it's mr hanky the christmas food damn it like, hell yeah like that is so apropos for my feelings. And it's one of those things that, like, I, I do, I have on my Pandora, I do have a couple of Christmas songs. It's very, very, very few. Uh, in fact, this one and my next one, and not even my top ones are on there. Right. But, like, I, I have it on there, and when it plays, I have to listen to it. My my favorite line from Swiss Colony B-Flog is during the I'm sad that I don't have it. It's mother tries to comfort me. Here, son, have some eggnog. But I fucking hate eggnog. Seriously. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. It's, if you haven't heard that song, Aesop, I strongly recommend you go give it a listen because it's, it's I've hilarious. Seen, I've, heard, I've seen the episode, so I know... The, the well it's not it's not it's not in the episode it's on the album yes. so yeah no, but they had a commercial for it oh uh, gotcha gotcha you know what you're talking about because they they refer to it especially um on the vhs uh like episode that they did they did they would do like um commercials in between right 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 episode. right so the christmas one they would show that in between uh so yeah christmas time in hell as well was on there obviously uh you know just, yes. Just yes. Cool. Well, excellent. Why don't you tell us your number four since it's it's the other one on your on your Pandora or whatever? Yeah. So my my number four is actually far more traditional. Um, it's Angels We Have Heard on High, but the the rendition that I really enjoy is by a group called Reliant K. They did an entire uh, like this pop rock album of Christmas songs and the angels we have heard on high is very well done it's got a nice extra upbeat to it and you would be surprised when you listen to the uh, the lyrics and the, the melody you know how well it translates to that like early 2000s like alt pop punk hmm. like style uh, and I know that we aren't able to hear it, but you know, I'll make sure that we're going to put some some music underneath so you can at least hear, you know, a little sampling without us being copywritten to hell. Uh, you know how that how that all works because it is a really fun piece and a, a nice short one. And uh, I recommend you listen to it, uh, Patrick. Uh, with an, like I said, it's one of my favorite more traditional pieces too. Absolutely. I, I will definitely check out. I love checking out stuff I've never heard of or, you know, or new artists. Like, I think that's part of the joys of music. Uh, my choice for number four is from the uh, from the Beach Boys Christmas album way back when. And it's, uh oh, you're already mad. You don't even know what I'm going to pick. I know what it is. What do you think okay. I'm going to pick? It's not. Is it? Is it? Is it uh, Little St. Nick? It is not. It's it's a song that'll make you even more angry, I'm sure. No, it's because uh, if I'm going to pick a version of Little St. Nick, it's going to be the one by Dr. Teeth and the Muppets from the John Denver and the Muppets Christmas album, which is way more fun. No, I'm choosing a tune called Santa's Beard by the Beach Boys, which is all about a story of them taking their, uh, a guy taking his little brother to see Santa Claus, sits him on Santa's lap, and the kid immediately pulls off the fake beard and pulls the pillow out from underneath Santa Claus, revealing the mall Santa to be the fraud that he is. Now, of course, this is the Beach Boys and it's the 60s, so the kid still believes in Santa Claus. But I always love that because I always wonder, I always wanted to be there when that like happened in real life, like somebody exposing the big guy for the fraud yeah, that he yeah, is at the mall. It's it's one of those like uh, those tropes that like oh it happens all the time. And you've never actually seen it, and you kind of right. like, oh, that'd be awesome. I yeah. just, yeah. Uh, I, I know, I know the song that you're talking of, and the the opening of it. You know, like I want to see, I want to meet Santa. You know, the real Santa. Like you can already tell that the kid. That is kid's crazy. got a goal. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and that's like one of the things like, you know, probably, probably helped my, uh, you know, fuel my disdain of Christmas is like my mom just told me when I was like four, like, Hey, just so you know, you're gonna hear this thing called Santa. He's not real. It's all a lie. Uh, wow. But I, I do, I like, I fight myself every year. It's like, don't do this to your child. Let the wonder live for the love of God. Yes, so keep the magic. Be, between that and Tooth Fairy and all that shit, like I, I have to make sure. But uh, that's a good, that's a good one. Excellent. All right, so we move into my number three, and I'm actually going to switch faiths for my number three choice. I am switching over to Hanukkah. Which, kids, just so you know, if you're a, a Christian child who has been told that Hanukkah is just as important as Christmas is to you in your little Christian bubble, not true, not true, Passover, thank you, way more important uh, than Hanukkah. Hanukkah is a nice little celebration that the Jew, you know, in the Jewish faith, but it is not the celebration, but because we felt guilty as Christians, we were like, here, let's market Hanukkah. However... The Bare Naked Ladies put out a Christmas album back when they didn't hate each other that has a lot of... I, I don't particularly like the album. A lot of it is is not the best, in my opinion. However, there is one tune that they, they put out there called Hanukkah Blessings that is actually just a very nice, harmless song that ex, that is a very thumbnail explanation of what Hanukkah is. Uh, it has a, a um, they sing and sort of teach you the prayer that the Hanukkah blessings prayer, and I like it. It's it's very it's a very nice part of that album. That album, one of the things I do appreciate about that album is because uh, I can't remember which member was Jewish, but it has multiple tunes that celebrate Hanukkah as well. Like they have a version of the dreidel song, they have. Um, a couple of other tunes that are that are just dedicated to Hanukkah on top of Christmas songs, and, and so it, it's it's unique in that respect. And, and I've always just liked it. I think it's a very I think it's a very nice song. It's very beautiful. It's one of the few times where they kind of take the song a little more seriously. Like a lot of their songs on that album are kind of tongue in cheek. Like they when they do their rendition of Jingle Bells, for example, they add the Batman smells Robin laid an egg piece as part of the song, which <laughs> thumbs, thumbs up to them. But Hanukkah Blessings, that's my number three. Very nice. Um, I actually have a Bare Naked Ladies song as well. Oh, nice. Um, I really am a sucker for I Saw Three Ships. Mm. I enjoy the hell out of that song. And maybe it's the stylings of the Bare Naked Ladies and how they present it. Um I think that song is so jaunty and fun that I would listen to it more. I'll listen to it more regularly than I would most Christmas music. Um, and I, I'm talking just the I saw three shifts. I don't want whatever. What's the one with the, like the the woman in the background that's like doing the uh, Star of Wonder, Star of Night? Oh, uh, We Three like, Kings. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're like crossing over, you know, you right. know that, that rendition. No, no, I don't want her in there. She can she can stay back uh, because it just slows down the piece. Though I will say, when they all get together and they start singing, it, it's some nice harmonies. But uh, yeah, just give me some three ships, man. I think I think I have uh, a lot of fun with the those the sea shanty, the Irish like uh, drinking song style, nice uh, and all that. So yeah. I, uh, I enjoy that a lot. But yeah, uh, my number we... Three, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, We Three Kings Lady Kick Rocks. That's oh, sorry. That's yeah, all whatever, I have. Whatever her name is. I don't even know. It's it's probably someone of note, and we just don't care. Like, oh, I was like, I, I mean... Auckland. Her Christmas album's not bad. <laughs> I, I have that one. It's on the playlist. Which one? Which one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I just... I don't... Did she make more than one holiday album? I would bet money if she has made more than one. I mean, I think Come there's on, pictures of there's pic, there's pictures of dying dogs in it. I, I remember that, like on the the cow, album art, she's like hugging a dog. I felt bad. Anyway, go ahead. You're number two. What the hell? This this got dark. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know it's Sarah McLaughlin, but come on. Uh, oh yeah, she definitely has more. Definitely has more. Uh, my number two, though, 
I have a feeling it might be on your list in some capacity. I don't know. Uh, but it was mentioned kind of once before to an extent. Uh, it's The 12 Days of Christmas, John Denver, and uh, The Muppets. Dude, okay, so we're, we're album adjacent again. Because I have a John Denver and the Muppets uh, song for my number two as well. <laughs> but it's not that one. See? The, and, and, like, I'll just be honest. It's not for the song itself. It's because as a child, my favorite part of that was trying to sing every individual part. As like a Muppet. Character. You had to do it. And it, myself especially, like, I, I take pride in my uh imitation you know and my impersonations game uh, i did that a lot i do that now as a comedian i do a lot of impersonations and i'm kind of known as the impersonation guy at my comedy club so yeah it, it only made sense to like oh i'm gonna do each one of them and i thought i did pretty damn good for the most part outside of like piggy you know, like, Miss Piggy's the one that's, like, the, the hardest part, obviously. But it's the it. best part of the song, too! It's the best part of the song! Because yeah, she gets... I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not arguing here. I know, no, no, I know, I know. It's just, it. I love the thing, because she, she's getting jealous of everybody else, and so she's trying to make her part sound bigger and more spectacular. So here's my question for you. Have you ever seen the John Denver and the Muppets A Christmas Together special that that album came along with and the five and the 12 days of Christmas that they had. Cause that opens the special and it's different. I, I have seen it once. I know I have seen it or at least. Maybe you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. seen just the video of right that uh it but again i'm not yeah no 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 no. so i i don't know it very well the the well i and it's funny because i just you can watch the the whole special you can find on youtube and and watch because you can find anything on youtube anymore but uh the the thing that i love that's great about that so miss piggy's still doing her thing with the badump dump dums but fozzy keeps forgetting his turn throughout the whole thing like he keeps fucking up the song and so it's actually like a nice extra touch and a couple of different characters sing the parts versus what was on the record the studio album so it's it's worth going to uh i'm gonna go a little more schmaltzy and and go with a song that's actually not really uh, arguably it's not really a christmas song it's just on the christmas album it only gets played it seems like during the Christmas season because it's on this this holiday album, and that is it's mostly John Denver by himself, though he's singing with Robin, uh, Kermit's nephew. And it's the song "When the River Meets the Sea," and it's um, it's 
it's also it makes an appearance not only in that album and on that special it also shows up in the Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas special that aired on HBO and you know and that's a retelling of the gift of the magi but the the John Denver and the Muppets album will always hold a special place for me as a kid cuz you talked about being a child like in terms of like core memories and things that were important to me in the holidays we always decorated the tree while that album played on our record player in the 80s like that was it and, and like whether it was run run reindeer them singing silent night in german and then explaining the meat you know like the history of the song to we wish you a merry christmas where gonzo explains that uh figgy pudding is made from figs and bacon to miss piggy because she gets mad thinking it's piggy pudding like Every like I love that album. I love that special. I love that. And this song is just it's beautiful because it's really a contemplative song about dying. Like if you go and you really listen to the lyrics, it's about you know, it almost like a father and son talking about like life after like when you die. And, and done in a beautiful way. I I love that song. I think it's beautiful. So nice. Yeah. Okay, my number 1, I cheated my number one, uh, and the reason I say I cheated is because I, I picked one song, but I picked two versions, two recorded versions of that song. Uh, you talked about being a sucker for like the the we we three or not we three kings. The, I saw three ships, uh, and that Baronet Glaze version. I am a sucker for just about any version of the Little Drummer Boy that exists out there. I love that tune. I can't even explain. Yeah, and I can't even explain it. Um, but there are two versions in particular that have been released recently that that i really really enjoy like and i mean and i i don't like this will surprise people i don't care for the bing crosby david bowie one that a lot of people love uh where yeah. we because the when recording that song they literally added verses because david bowie wanted something so that he could show off his voice uh and, and so that was what good yeah sure good good for you for him uh like i love i love the old um choir versions but my two favorite versions that I've heard uh, released as of late, uh, the first, uh, people love this guy or hate this guy, uh, but I, I love this version and this recording is Josh Groban. Josh Groban did a recording of, of Little Drummer Boy that I, I really, really enjoy. I think it's great. Uh, I can't remember who he has doing accompaniment, but it's, um, it, it, I just, I feel like it works. It does really well. It showcases his voice. It's very pretentious. Like, but Josh Groban is a pretentious singer, and so you just hear it in his voice everywhere he goes. But I love it. Uh, but then this other group called For King and Country re recorded a version not too long ago that really just sort of changes like the rhythm and the cadence of the song. And it's very like the little O'Dowd listened to this and watched the video that they released to it and described it as epic. As you basically follow like. Yeah. As you follow a what looks appears to be a Civil War drummer boy walking through like a battlefield as and he picks up other people along the way until they reach you know Jesus. But the song itself, I love it. I think it is great. I think it's very powerful. It, it really plays really well. Little O'Dowd heard his voice, so he has now popped up in the room. He is waving on camera. But uh, I love that tune. I it's the first song when I brought out the playlist this year. I'm like, play this, and then I followed it by Groban, because that's how I feel about Little Drummer Boy. Uh, I am a big Groban fan, so uh, you do not have to argue with me on that. I, I personally find Little Drummer Boy or Drummer Boy to be a an odd song. Um, I understand the meaning. I understand the message and the story, but uh, I don't know, man. That's I mean, that one, but... That's, that's that's my tune. That is honestly the song that I am kind of like eh with, and it's mildly like if I'm going to have a preference between that one, I, I'm gonna go like, "Do you hear what I hear?" Which I think is very similar uh, sure. in 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 everything, right? And that's the, that's going to be my my like. I wouldn't say my preference. I, mean, I guess I would say my preference, but like, it's going to be the one that I kind of tolerate more than anything. Fair. Um, yeah. Uh, my number one is actually I cheated too, because it's two songs. 
and it's only mildly Christmas based, only because they say Christmas once each, and those are the Miser songs. <laughs> the Rankin and Bass, Heat Miser, Freeze Miser, those songs fucking slap so hard. I have a Heat Miser and Freeze Miser shirt. So you know that if if like if I don't like Christmas and I have that as a Chris like a shirt, you know that how much I love a year without a Santa Claus. I actually really enjoy that. It's my favorite stop motion movie of the of that era, and just the I think it's enough just to see the minis in the background dancing to it, and like, what the hell is that? That to me always made me so happy, and I, that that was that is my favorite. In college, when I was in a an acapella group, we did a mix of the two songs and did it with like a like an upbeat tempo again suggested by me I I can tolerate that song and I can tolerate all of them and have a lot of fun hearing and listening and sing along to it okay yeah I here's the thing it took me a long time to get behind the year without a Santa Claus uh, if you can believe that why? I don't know. What is there to not enjoy? Nothing. I, I honestly, I don't. I just, um, I didn't watch it much when I was little, and so I think that was part of it. And then I was just a snob. But I, I've come around. I, I've definitely come around. I, you know, I'm Mister Green Christmas. I'm Mister Sun. Yeah, like I, I get you. I'm with you. Yeah, I, he's Mister Heat Blister. Mr. 101. Yeah. And on top of that, it's, it's just talking about like, yeah, fuck snow. Like, let's, right, go, fuck let's snow. go to summer. He is yeah. my, he, he is my guy. So I, I, I am team heat miser when it, beco- when it comes between the two. So excellent, excellent choice. All right. Well, folks, there you have it. Our number one choices, the miser songs from Aesop, little drummer boy from me. We're going to take our second commercial break. When we come back, We've, oh, I had one honorable mention, one that I wanted to share uh, because I really struggled back and forth whether to, to go to keep the funny tune or to put this one on. I do enjoy it. I've seen it performed live a couple times. Uh, the Christmas Eve Sarajevo 1224 song by Trans-Siberian Orchestra, their take on the Carol of the Bells. I am sorry you hate it. I enjoy it thoroughly. It's fine. <laughs> I didn't put it on my list. It's an honorable mention. Get over it. Anyway. That's fine. I'm very much against TSO. <laughs> I, I, they put on one fun show. I've seen them twice in concert. I am okay with giving them their money. Lasers, electric guitar, flames. It, give me all of the 1980s hair metal band Christmas music you can. <laughs> so, oh, good all right. Word. We're gonna we're gonna take a commercial break. When we come back, you've had the best. We're gonna give you the worst. You are listening to the five by five here on Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Welcome back, everyone, to the 5x5. Patrick O'Dowd, Aesop Mitchell, giving you our five best and five worst holiday tunes. We have given you the best. As Greg DeMarco says, though, the money's really in the worst. This is the list that people really pay attention to. So we're going to give them to you. Our five worst holiday tunes Aesop is going to kick it off this time. I'm excited to hear what pisses you off during the holiday season the most. So I'm going to, the floor is yours, my friend. I didn't number these because I had a hard time. 
I had a hard time trying to decide which one I wanted to put up at the very top. You, you know what? I think I'm going to go over the safe, the safe one to start because it's just a, like unquestionably a terrible song that now gets played because people recognize it as a terrible song, so it's become a joke. Dominic the Donkey is so fucking annoying. It's so awful, and like I said, now it's become a troll song to an extent. Like, it, it is the heightened version of Hippopotamus for Christmas. Like, that is, like, where it's at for me. And then hearing that ungodly hee-haw, hee-haw in the background non-stop, Dominic the Donkey can burn in hell. It is so bad, <laughs> but I, like I said, I'm only putting it there because, like, I think I think a lot of people would agree that that is a terrible song. That like, there's well, no real question. I got I got to jump in on this one because so in you know you you, are, you mentioned I want a hippopotamus for Christmas, and that may be on your list a little bit later, and that's fine because that is also uh, a lot of people really hate that song. My uh, I sing that song at karaoke to annoy people. By the way, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. But see, true story. See, but it's same vein, same vein. But true story. Every time I sing, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas at karaoke, somebody will ask me if I will sing Dominic the Donkey. I had never heard of Dominic the Donkey until I moved out east. And it's like huge around here. And I don't know if it's the population, but people fucking love that song out here. And I don't get it because I hate it too. I am right there with you. Absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. It's awful. It's so bad. So, for my number five, and yeah, hee-haw, hee-haw. For my my number five, I'm going to go back to your favorite uh, band, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. But not because of what you think. Um, back in the late '90s, early 2000s, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra actually got a holiday special that they were that they got to air on. Um, I want to say it was uh, ABC Family at the time, now Freeform. And as part of this special, they had guests, and they had Michael Crawford who sang "Oh Holy Night," and then they had Jewel, and Jewel sang, and Jewel sang a version of "Hark the Herald Angels Sing" that wasn't terrible. Uh, and somehow I ended up with Jules' holiday album out of this because I'm, I'm a consumer. Where I proceeded to discover that this might be the worst holiday album that's ever been recorded, in my opinion. It's I think it's I think it's absolutely awful, regardless of how you feel about Jewel. But I would say the the worst of the worst tracks for me is her acapella rendition of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Where throughout the tune, she just keeps doing her weird yodel scat thing. And I, it's supposed to be playful. It's supposed to be cutesy and fun. It sucks. It just sucks. No bueno. <laughs> My number I, five. I'm not a big jewel guy, so I'm not surprised by this. And, um, yeah, like... And, like... And here's the thing is, outside of Hark the Herald Angels Sing, every it seems like every tune that she recorded on that, she yodels. Like, I get it was like your little like quirky thing that like people like the indie indie rock girl scene kinda liked, but like every fucking tune. So anyway, that's number one or number five for me. Uh number number four might be a little controversial. Uh the Irish tenors recorded uh, a version of White Christmas that this is purely personal for me is I hate it I hate it like it's <laughs> it's really overly theatrically done like one of them sitting there sitting there talking about like I'm dreaming tonight of whatever and I'm here in New York and apparently they were recording it in New York so that's why he said it that way and it just sounds shitty like, or he, he's in California dreaming of New York, and he, like, throws his hands up in the air, whichever member of the tenors it was. All I know is I went, holy jeez, 
get get the fuck out of town and off off of my airwaves. I <laughs> I hate it, and it's the the Irish tenor singing that tune like it doesn't fit. It doesn't make sense. Don't do it again. Shame on you for doing it in the first place. I, I can't I can't sympathize with you. I've never heard it, um, and I'm surprised. I know of the Irish tenors. I feel like that is something I would have, you know, heard a little bit. But that, uh, yeah, no. That album also has the interesting distinction of having, I want to say, the Battle Hymn of the Republic on it as a holiday album. And I'm like, but why though? Like, where does that come from? Yet yeah, there it is, right there. Okay. I know, like, where does it fit? <laughs> All right, uh, the road's back around to me. Um, I despise Peanuts. I despise Charlie Brown. And Christmas Time is Here is an annoying, absolutely horrible song. And this is where I break uh, the O'Dowd. It's, I break everyone. Um, it's not a good song. It's it's mopey BS, and it it's just not good. Sorry, sorry, Pod. I I, I find Christmas times here annoying, it's insufferable. said what I said damn it yeah I um I I, yeah, I um want to end this recording early <laughs> I mean my niece my niece is trying to call me from a convention right now and uh I almost took the call <laughs> so sorry. um I, I, you know what? no I'm not sorry because like I don't said, don't be sorry but I just I can't respond to that uh call me uh move on to uh your you're number three. Oh, well. Because that was devastating. Any- that that hurt my heart. But anyway, it, go it ahead. It might not get any better. I told you, I, these, I will watch the world burn uh, when it comes to, like, Christmas songs. I, I don't care about them. Uh, sorry. And it, it's going to move into my n- number three. I cannot stand and i always make fun of bruce springsteen's santa claus is coming to town i think it sounds ridiculous and he oversings like the lines more and more you know we it, it's basically the the miss piggy you know like he's trying to like go bigger and bigger and bigger but then on top of that it's like miss piggy was no knew it was a joke like it was part of the the gag there is no yes. gag when it, when it's him singing that song no, clarence like, clarence wants a new saxophone yeah Claire, like, clarence wants a new saxophone shit. that one doesn't make me angry uh or or, or break my heart like that, that's a polarizing tune i i actually don't have a problem with with that one too you really much. you find that polarizing? i feel like so many people love that mainly because it's the boss and you know so right right but it's not a particularly I, good not, tune I'm not a super big Springsteen guy. I won't say I hate him, but like that just kind of like falls a line in line with that too, where I'm just like, eh, whatever. Right. Um, so my number, my number three, right smack dab in the middle is, uh, is our good friend Mariah Carey. And all I want for Christmas is you. Boo. You can boo me all you want. That song's shit. Like, you talk about a tune that's been overplayed. Like, it's overplayed so much that she is in on the joke now, which I'm actually, I appreciate that she's in on the joke. That at midnight this year, on the day uh, the day after Thanksgiving, she had a Twitter, Instagram video up of her encased in ice being thawed out by you know, turkeys and Halloween and shit and her being like, I'm free and it's time. Like, I I appreciate that. I hate that song. I hate that song. I hate that song because it pops up everywhere. You can't escape it. Uh, I actually, yeah, that that one, no, I can't. No. So, 
Um, yeah, all I want for Christmas is you. The next one, this is another one that just... One, the song in general is an irritating song for my number two. Uh, and, and anybody who tells you it's not is lying to you. But if you want to particularly set me off and do something grating, play the fucking Barking Dogs Jingle Bells tune and, and I will walk out of the room in a, in a hurry. Yes. What is that? You don't know? There is a recording of Jingle Bells that is of dogs barking like the tune. I thought that was I thought that was just like stuff that got played in the background. No, like, that is as a proud ad. As a proud owner of the Dr. Demento Christmas album, one of the tunes is the dogs the jingle bell dogs. Um Yeah, I have no clue what you're talking about. I, 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 I hold mean, on. I let me see. Uh, Jingle Bells by Singing Dogs. Huh. Okay. Sure. Uh, I, again, I thought that was like something that got like played on like a PetSmart commercial. No, no, no. An actual number. That's it's out there. It's out there. Go get it. Cool. <laughs> Why did we need yeah. that? Why did this have to happen? Exactly, we didn't. <laughs> Continue. Um, this again, probably controversial. Sorry. Um, I don't enjoy the, um, happy Xmas war is over. Oh God. Uh, no, no, that song's yeah, terrible. It's so sappy and gross. And I understand like it, it, like it's, it's for, you know, good, good things. Right. You know, whatever. Right. Dear Lord, Lennon and uh, and Yoko Ono just go ham with that shit, and I am just like I- I'm over it. Yeah, and everyone just sounds like they're suffering the whole time. Um, right. Yeah. Well, they're being held hostage by Yoko Ono. That's that's part of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I um. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. So I don't even know that there's I don't have anything to add. Like it's it's not it's such a it's so and it's not just that like that version's overplayed and then again it's another one of those that like everyone and their brother has covered. Like the Bare Naked Ladies covered it. Sarah McLaughlin covered it. Like it's just it's everywhere. So Yeah, and it's not good. It's, no. Like, it's not good at It's all. preachy. It's preachy. Very. Very. No, that's a, it's a great way to phrase that. So, and, all right. Uh, that leads, Here we are. That leads me to my number one, right? It does. And I, I can all but guarantee you, you will not like me. I, I can... I'm just saying, I despise Christmas Vacation. I really? do not like that song. I think it's bothering. It bothers me. And you know what? You know what? Like a big reason why it bothers me, because I enjoy Holiday Road so much, and that's the one that that's the one movie that doesn't have Holiday Road, right? And Holiday right. Road is fun. I love harmonizing with that. And I, like, I'm not. I'm not a super huge Christmas Vacation. Um, like the movie fan either, right? Obviously, Christmas like heavy. Um, there, there's some good parts here and there, but like as a as a whole, the whole movie doesn't do it for me. So I'm just kind of like whatever. Um, and then like I, I also feel like it's sappy, and uh, I never like the the animation for the the song too. And right. I feel like it's one of those. I'm very much. Like I'm one of those people that doesn't like uh, when when animation is grotesque, it kind of turns me off. Right. And right. Santa is a little grotesque in that uh, as well. Where he's it's like, true. He's got like really grossly distorted figures, and so it kind of goes hand over fist with it. Like I'm just kind of like, eh. I I will I will turn that off the minute that it plays. I don't want to hear the Christmas Vacation. And yeah, 
No. I, I, I'm surprised. I guess, I guess I would have thought that you're a big uh, Christmas Vacation fan. If if David Ongar were on the show, that would that would be a bigger deal to him. My, well, he'll so, hear it. He'll hear this, I'm sure. Right. And, and I, I like Christmas Vacation. It's okay. My personal favorite, like, 80s holiday film, though, is Scrooged. It's not even close. Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, when it comes, like I like Christmas Vacation is fine. Uh, I I do I appreciate Chevy Chase's rant when he gets the Jelly of the Month Club uh, membership. Like that's that's funny and I can relate to that. But like I I was never a big vacation like those that family of movies. Like I liked them for what they were. But like I was never like drop everything and watch it sort of fan. And even when it comes to holiday films and movies, my two favorite holiday films and movies uh, are from the 50s and the 40s. Because it's... Um, oh, dear Lord. Because I love um, the Alastair Sim-led British version of A Christmas Carol, which is very dark and gothic and more true to the Dickens tale and less sort of... I don't know. It's just... It's, it's much closer to what I would want out of... Out of out of a out of a Christmas tale, and then Holiday Inn is is another one that I just I love watching Holiday Inn, and th- those last two, uh, you know, one is cheesy, one and and they're both you know, black and white versions. Like I I have a I have a Scotch, a Christmas Carol is the last thing I do. I sit down with a Scotch and I watch British rendition, a nineteen fifties British rendition of a Christmas Carol. So you are not you are not hurting my feelings over over. Christmas vacation. Now, if Dave Ungar were here, and he will be here, I'm sure he will he will express his disappointment. Um, in the land of annoying, grating, terrible Christmas songs that people loved too much and get played too much, and had even had a music video to boot. When I was nine, I loved this tune. I'm 45, which adds up to nine. I still hate this. I, I now hate this tune with every fiber of my being. I skip it any chance I get. I would burn the original if I could find it. And that is Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer by Elmo and Patsy. F- fucking get it out of here. Just get it out of I hate it. 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 I, I thought about putting it on there. I, I did. It, it's, it's definitely so... in, my, in my list of just like, it's one of those songs that I want to enjoy because I know how many people hate it, but it, it is really that bad. It's that bad. <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember back in the day, uh, VH1, during on Christmas Day, like usually starting Christmas Eve through Christmas Day, would do wall-to-wall Christmas videos. And that video, I swear, every five minutes it felt like we were watching Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer again. It was just—it was so annoying. It was terrible, and I, yes, burn what about, it. What about, the, what about the Christmas special? Do you enjoy that? I've never watched it. I never will watch it. I will never dignify it with my time. It is—it is undeserving of my attention. Uh, I did. I also have one. I do have one honorable mention because uh, I, I, I do cheat. Honorable mentions are fun. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't include Last Christmas by Wham. Uh, which has now created one of the great it do, it has created one of the great holiday music games of all time every year i'm still by the way still safe from last christmas by wham uh we'll see how long that goes it's only been i mean at the as of this recording it's been three days you can forget christmas shoes as well another song that should oh god yeah, yeah terrible just <laughs> all thoroughly designed to make you like try to make you cry like what yeah, are you doing? Life. Yes. So you yeah, there you actually sympathize with the mother. Right. And she story. got out of it. Like she got out of the deal. Thank God. All right. There you go, folks. That's gonna do it for our five by five. Our number ones for worst. Grandma got run over by a reindeer for me. Christmas vacation for Aesop. Terrific, terrific selection of terrible holiday tunes. And um this was fun. We didn't butt heads nearly as much, except for that whole peanuts thing. Like I will, we'll just. I, I, you're a miserable, angry man, and I'm sorry to hear about that. So, yep. um, hopefully, you get better and, and you recover from that in the future. Uh, as it is, 
Uh, I'm going to say say my goodbye to you. Thank you so much for jumping on here. Why don't you plug your podcast one more time before we go, and, and then we'll call it there. Absolutely. Yes, please. Listen to Down the Wire. We drop those every Friday-ish because it's like my brother and I have crazy schedules, so we try to drop it as soon as we can. Uh, but yeah, mainly every Friday. Also, listen to uh, No Cap Recap. We're covering the NFL right now, and it, it mean, I've been keeping a tracker on the number of backup quarterbacks that have played this year on the number of games that te- like players uh, like teams have played a backup quarterback uh, as well as a Taysom Hill counter for the number of passes he has uh, thrown. Um, this should all just lead you to talking about professional sports in unprofessional ways, which is the words boys moniker down the wire. Please listen to us unprofessional sports takes in uh, for professional sports. So like, yeah, Give a listen. Very cool, very cool. And, of course, you can always catch me on the Chairshot Radio Network every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Monday, talking nerdy stuff on Bandwagon Nerds. Tuesdays, this week, it'll be 5x5. Five five. Usually, it's Hockey Talk this time of year with David Ungar. And then Wednesdays, talking wrestling with one Greg DeMarco on the Greg DeMarco Show. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's edition, or this edition of the 5x5. Five five. Very holiday special uh good times thank you asap for jumping on the show uh make sure you listen to the rest of our work on the chair shot radio network everyone uh got some really really great content out there and don't forget if you love what we do head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in some chair shot swag it's the holiday season give it as a gift to someone you love thanks everyone for listening we'll catch you next time this has been the five by five with patrick o'dowd and asap mitchell when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.